LinkedIn, we are going to fire up your Monday with Steve Spiro, the master connector. I am Steve Spiro, the master connector. Over the next hour of this master connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively. See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready. Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro, who went from being shy and introverted to the master connector. LinkedIn, you know what it is. You know what it is. Like, share, shout out your city and state. Let us know where you're watching from. We want your questions. We want your comments. Today, we are talking about how to recover that lost revenue, those opportunities that you may have overlooked, passed up on, thought you didn't have time for, just didn't think about. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it really hard. So we want you to get into the comments. Let us know where you're viewing from. We want your questions. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump into our show and introduce our folks, starting with our master connector himself, Mr. Steve Spiro. Steve Spiro is a martial arts black belt and a master networker. He has moved from being a shy, introverted kid to the master connector he is today. Steve Spiro began his business career starting his first company. It was an advertising company in NYC. He had an incredibly fulfilling career in advertising and marketing, but eventually pivoted to the technology industry. Today, he is a certified customer communications consultant with Quadient, where he consults and mentors companies to help them find more effective ways to connect with their customers. Steve Spiro believes in the power of mentorship, growing oneself through self-development and continuing to create meaningful connections through building a large network. Welcome to the stage, the master connector himself, Steve Spiro. Thank you, sir. Cameron, you are the man, the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, uh, as I like to say. So, hey, so hey, folks, it's Steve Spiro, the master connector. Uh, Cameron, and I really appreciate you tuning in here. Uh, we're, we're here now every Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard. We come at you with engaging content, content on how you too can be a master connector. During these Mass, during, during this Master Connection series, each week our goal is to gather subject matter experts to impart their wisdom on us. Welcome to the show. Uh, I am very blessed to have my co-host Cameron Toth. Cameron is the host and founder of BizDev Live. Uh, Cameron uh, founded uh, Toth Event Staffing in 2011. Toth Staff, Event Staffing is a hospitality company providing staff to cafeterias, uh, caterers, and cafeteria, uh, catering companies in Westchester in New York and New York City. Uh, BizDev Live was founded in 2020. It's starting back up in mid-September, by the way. Uh, BizDev Live takes Cameron's entrepreneurship uh, experience and combines it with his passion for helping young people and business-minded professionals. Cameron Talks' mission in life is increasing access to education and opportunity for all people. So please bring to the stage the, the man himself, the wizard behind this, the curtain, uh, my, my good friend and partner in, in, in crime here, Cameron Toth. Thank you, sir. So Steve Spiro... 
We are hosting the amazing Joe Peachy today. Before I bring him on, I just wanted to shout out Mr. Timothy Colson, Mama Spiro in the house. Uh, I know we're getting into summer days here, so I imagine uh, people are going to pop in. Here we got Ann Small checking in. Hey there, everyone. Uh, we love to hear from you. Let us know if you're watching, where you're watching from. We love, 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 love hearing from you. So definitely get in. I'm going to introduce our guest, our expert of the day, the author of Sell Naked. Here we go. I get my bio information up and we'll get into this. Here we go. Mr. Joe Peachy. Joe Peachy has been ranked as one of the top two sales trainers internationally by global gurus in the sales development voted best in the world. Joe Peachy has functioned as a catalyst for sales teams and individuals. Starting in 1992, he relentlessly studied and applied cutting edge sales techniques, propelling himself to top 25% producer internationally. This led business leaders globally to hire him for sales seminars. He then distilled his strategies into a skill-based sales training program, Rapport Mastery, which helps sales professionals sharpen their skills for creating appointments and closing sales through live outbound phone call workshops. It's an extremely strong skill building program, which is straightforward and easy to apply. Please welcome to the stage, the amazing, the professional Joe Peachy. Hey guys, I'm going to take you on the road with me. I mean, if you would introduce me to people all over the world, I'd have a bigger business. So thanks for inviting me. Love it. We're hearing from all of our folks here. Just uh, want to shout everybody out. Timothy Colson in the house, Montgomery, New York, represented right now. Mr. Chris Januski checking in from Yonkers, New York. Uh, and Small checking in from Little Elm, Texas. We got it going on here. All right. So Chris, is, hopefully we can. Hopefully you can, Chris. We want you. We want you. Go Joe Peachy, says Ann Small. All right, we're going to get into it. Steve, will you, will you uh, drop our first question on us? Sure. So a little, a little bit of context. So Joe and I go back quite a while. Uh, Joe and I uh, met uh, while he was doing some training uh, as part of an organization I was affiliated with and uh, did a great job on uh, this personality, did a great job on, on sales technique and super impressed with Joe all, the, uh, all along. So uh, very, very grateful to have you here with us, Joe. And uh, we're going to have a great time here. You know, the the, the folks that tune in today are going to have an incredible treat. And by the way, if you're checking this out on the replay, put in the replay uh, in the comment section, hashtag replay, okay? Uh, so we know that you're watching on the replay. So, but anyway, so Joe, uh, one of the things that I knew I know about you is you wrote a book called Sell Naked on the Phone. And uh, and so could you tell us a little bit about the book and, and, and perhaps how that would apply uh, in today's world now, well, the phone is more relevant today than ever. That book was written in 2004, but I promise you it's as relevant today because it talks about communication styles. It talks about the power of scripting and it talks about effectiveness on the phone. I will tell you this from 2004 to today, 2021, we've gotten better. The information has gotten better. And so there may be uh, there may be some things that we're doing now that are so much better because, quite frankly, we eat what we kill here at Peachy and Peachy. I sell all our speaking, coaching, and training. I make 150 outbound calls every week. So the information may not be as cutting edge to you as it what we do now. So uh, we can address that as we're moving on in in this interview. It's awesome. It's great stuff. 
Yeah. And just on, on the topic of phones, I don't have it as one of my questions here, but, but, you know, so now with, with people, you know, the gatekeeper in a lot of ways is gone, right? I mean, people have direct lines. There's the auto, auto attendance now. Uh, you know, people are now, I, I think, less apt to take a phone call, right? People not checking voicemail, uh, especially on, on their cell phones. I'm curious if you have any perspective for us on that, because obviously uh, the, the cell naked on the phone uh, concept. Uh, and, and I'd love to you to expand a little bit for those who want to really understand and maybe are looking to get the book, maybe a quick th uh, thesis on the book too. And, and, and uh, you know, that would be helpful, I think, for our, for our viewers. All right. But before we get to the book, let's talk about the phone. Okay. Okay. I mean, the phone has weathered every bad economy for us. And everybody tells me how that everybody tells me this doesn't work and this doesn't work and this doesn't work. But every single training we do, we have a three-day sales boot camp. People come from all over the country. I go in and do corporate training. I do private coaching. And I will not take a sales training contract without the live calls. In our last boot camp, we had 20 people. We made 500-plus calls. We had a 74% conversion to appointment, got through 88 gatekeepers, put out $2.5 million in proposals, closed 150 k and got 49 phone calls. Uh, return phone calls that day. See, facts don't lie. The thing about the phone that you will get in the book as well as call me up. Let's get a cup of Joe. The thing you're going to know about the phone, okay, it is the most competitive tool of the 21st century because most people read these books. The phone is dead. The phone is not dead. When, when COVID hit and the world went upside down and everybody lost money, I looked at my wife and I said, We've been selling and we've been on the phone our whole career in business. We just need to keep doing what we're doing. And so the phone is so relevant, but I will caution you something else. If you think charisma and talent is effective on the phone, it's not. Not even in Jersey or New York. Got it? It's processes, messaging, and skills. So my recommendation is if you're going to be a professional, be a professional, be prepared. That's great. Yeah, I, I could I could uh, I could double I could second your motion because, uh, you know, I'm I'm in the business development world. And I know a lot of our viewers are either in business development or they own a company. Um, but I know that, you know, for me, it's a multi tier effect. It's not just one thing. It's never right. been just the phone. Right. It's right. The emails you're going to you know, use LinkedIn and we're going to get to some of those things later. But but the phone, I will tell you, has been very effective. And and it's never just, the, you know, that's the other thing, right? It's not one phone call, right? It's multiple calls. It's calling, you know, multiple times. It's sometimes leaving messages, sometimes not. Go ahead, go ahead Cameron. I'd love to hear you. Weigh I, in. I was just going to say, I just appreciated so much, Joe, that you're talking about people actually making during your workshop, during your 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 training actually making phone calls, right? Practical. I think there's so many people out give, there giving the theoretical knowledge, but actually walking people through it and doing it. I'm so impressed. I, I really love well, that kind of thing. I don't believe in role play. I believe in real play. True. The hardest thing in sales is getting a qualified appointment, not just getting an appointment. But if you get no shows, if you get canceled on, if your closing ratio is down, 
Don't blame the client, blame the script. Because when I sit down with people or if I'm selling virtually, okay, it's my business to lose because I don't talk people into meetings. So I don't believe you can really help people master the skills unless you do it in real time. And so, you know, I, I'm not into, well, and what you say is I saw a guy the other day and he was saying how he does telephone call training. I'm not mentioning any names. I've become really a nice guy lately. But he stands in the middle of the room. He does a mock-up call. Like, look, I'm already good on the phone. How good am I at getting everybody in that room to pick up the phone, book real-time appointments that stick? That became a uniqueness for us. It became a competitive advantage. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. And, and, you know, I have always found role-playing to be super awkward uh, and – and, and not really real. So I'm, I'm 100% agree with what you're saying there. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, um, it's just, yeah, I don't know how effective the, the role-playing thing is. So I appreciate Well, another, another gear goes into it, right? I mean, I think it's, I don't want to take this too far in like a military kind of thing, but there's a, there's a different kind of thing when you know there's live fire going over no, your head. True. Versus, no, versus very no true. danger, no no, you know, there's there's a there's a catch, there's a hold, right? If I know I'm on the phone with somebody and this counts, I got a little bit of a different head game going on, and I might be comfortable if I know that there's no real loss involved, right? But you got to get out of your con. We always talk about that, right, Steve? Getting yeah. out of your comfort zone. So, what better way to actually push yourself is to, to actually put yourself in that position where you can fail and you can succeed. Because when you succeed, man. Right. I, I imagine you get some really, really great feedback at the end of a day where you got somebody making 50 to 500 calls. It's a whole different thing. Well, we built out my wife and I built out a training that works for all behavior styles. We want to protect the seller as much as the buyer. So it doesn't just work for the outgoing uh, John Wayne kick the door in guy. That's transactional. Can it work for a slow-paced people-oriented? And once we developed a methodology that it was more about messaging and more about skills and processes, then it would work with any behavior style. I'm going to give you the first free coaching point of the day. Bring it, Joe. I don't give this to just anybody, but guys <laughs> in the Northeast, they always get more. If you stop thinking about that telephone as a, I got to sell something, I got to book appointment, and you started looking at the telephone as a lead generator, I can make 50 outbound cold calls, and let's say 10 of those people opt in for a conversation. I just prospected them. So instead of thinking this is pass-fail, this is not. The number two way. The number two way I generate leads is outbound cold calls because they either want to talk to me or not. And if they don't, I'm good right. because I didn't put pressure on myself to think I had to convince them or talk them into anything. One of the things I learned years ago uh, in the sales world was when you're making a call, if, if you can get some information from that call, it was a successful call. So, for example, if you can get the name of the decision maker, sure. if you can get if you can get the name when, when the when the contract that they have currently on your competitor is up. You're right. right? 
or, or what product they have currently or whatever it happens to be, yeah. that's a win, right? Because yeah. now when you call back a second time, you could reference that or you, you, your timing will be better, right? If there's a, they're in a three-year contract, they're probably not going to be able to do anything for another two and a half years. So, so it doesn't make sense. You could be the best salesperson in the world, but if they're not, if the contract isn't up for another three years, it's probably a, a futile, you know, ex, you know, experience. Well, here's a statistic for you: ninety-four percent of sales professional will not call the same person again if they got a no answer or a no the first time. It took me ten years to get Caldwell Banker. It took me ten years to get Blue Cross. I didn't hammer them, but I followed up until the right person answered the phone. Yep, absolutely. There's a lot, to, a lot to be said for persistence and care. I think the one and done, and, and, I, and I don't want to confuse this because I get a lot of repeat messages that are what I would call spam. Oh, yeah, that's different. That's right, different. Right, but the follow-up and the, you know, you, you took some information, like Steve said, you took some information from the first call and you apply it to the second call, so it shows some thought. I know somebody's name. I know something about them. Maybe when the contract's up, maybe about the vendor. How's everything going with the current vendor? Yeah. I, I know yeah. they're a great company. I just want to keep my name in the hat in the pool because you know we're we're out here and we're trying to help people out and make people's lives better. That kind of thing, that kind of approach. What a what a wonder! Because when the opportunity strikes, you're right there, right? Because you start to become top of mind for people. OK, you know, I, I was sitting with a CEO two weeks ago and he goes, Joe, my people hate scripting. And I started laughing. I said, you know, the best actors in the world are Italian, right? Stallone, Pacino, Brando, and they're all scripted. They didn't ad lib, but they knew their script so well that it became smooth. You see, the phone or any aspect of sales is about mastering a skill and then practice it over and over and over and over again. But I like to practice live. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hundred percent with you. It, you know, when those actors, when they're, when they're speaking, it doesn't sound like they're reading. Right. And right, obviously right. If you could get to your, 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 your script. Or I like to call it outline or, or guide or whatever you want to call it. Cause people get a little freaky about the names, the word script. But whatever it is, whatever you call it, if you can get that internalized, so now it's like as if you're living it, not necessarily reading it. Exactly. Then very effective. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. One of the things that uh, that I find very effective, Joe, uh, is is the you know a lot of salespeople or business business development people, they're, they're they could be a little flaky, right? Like if, <laughs> oh, for yeah. example, like I've had over the years, people say call back on you know march 1st or whatever right and you know what salesperson typically calls back on march 1st i'd say probably one percent right they 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 probably put it they they maybe put it and put a note most of them don't even take good notes mm -mm. and then that's right. that right? right but what if you do like well like i i do is i'll put in my calendar as an appointment reminder to Absolutely. call on that exact day right because that's when they said call. Now they might be blowing you off, but at least now you've you've set the tone. You you know, and I say, hey, you know, I'm just giving you a call. I know you say call on on, on March first. Just giving you a call, like like you had suggested I do. Now they say, wow, okay, this guy is a professional. This person's a, a professional. This person's serious. 
um, and it's not some flaky salesperson that's just trying to get their business, right? I think um, this is a Joeism, and a Joeism means it may not be right. It's just the way I see life. I think it's easier to make money today than never in the history of the world because there's more people out there that are happy being amateur and few people that want to be professional. And I think when a person decides that they're going to, whether they own a company, and some of you people out there are entrepreneurs, you're business owners, but you also have to move your business forward. So if they decide they're going to be a professional about business development, about how to capture leads, you know, we have 20 ways we generate leads. Why? One's not enough for the income we want. And so being a professional at mastering these things, and I would also say to every business owner out there, even if you have salespeople, you need to know how they're selling and you need to mandate how they sell because the first way to destroy your brand that you've invested time and money is let some salesperson go out there and say whatever they want however they want it. And you spend all this money on advertising and branding and ads and one sentence can destroy your brand. That's a good point. That's a great point. Yeah, me, me Cameron, uh, and I speak for Cameron also, but we're big on process, right? Uh, one of my favorite books I talk a lot about is the E-Myth Revisited, right? Is putting great a process. Book. Yeah, put a process great. in place so you can X yourself out of the equation and not have to be it. Um, but I saw a question uh, that popped up that I want to address. I, I think Cameron put, uh, there it is, Chris Juniski. Hey, Chris. Chris is an, awesome, is an amazing young man, good friend. Uh, and he asked the question, how do you follow up after a no without sal sounding salesy? Okay. Look your perspective, Joe. That is a great question. Is that Chris? Chris Juniski, yep. First of all, when somebody says no, then to set it up, I just say, well, well Steve, I'll tell you what. I'll check back with you in 60 to 90 days to make sure everything is going well for you. I leave the door open. Sure. Okay. Yep. Because here's something, a no, and I don't do a lot of overcoming objections because when you talk people into things, that's where they're remorse buyers, that's where they change their mind. But a no, if you read the book, Never Split the Difference, 83% of people will say no to a first request. It's the way we're wired. If somebody called you up right now, the first thing you're thinking about is no. But the way you leave the no. So, John, thanks for your time today. I'm going to check back with you in 60, 90 days to make sure everything's going well for you. Would that work for you, John? They never say no. Guess what, though? Exactly what Steve says. I moved that day. And whenever I said I was going to call him back, I call him back. And I say, you know, Steve, I promised you I would call you again today. Is this a good time? Let me explain to you again. I don't expect you to remember what I do. I specialize in helping companies, individuals generate quality leads, book more appointments, and close more business. So I reiterate and remind them who I am and what I do. I hope I answered your question. That's great. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Joe, you, you may remember this. I'm going to date myself a little bit. I'm not 20. Um, but we used to have these uh, card file systems that uh, I was trained earlier on. This is before, you know, this is back in the Stone Age where, you know, there's no, no such thing as a computer. And uh, you put the file and these cards were the, the, the person. Uh, or the company with the name and the contact. And then they were filed by like 
by months or right. weeks, and and you would just move it forward. Now we have great great resources like uh, Outlook and and uh, cal- and the calendar apps that we have, and and all these things, and of course Salesforce and all these uh, other applications that allow people to be even more organized than than that. But it's, it it takes work. And it takes follow up and follow through. I think the biggest thing that that missed that most sales professionals, business owners, they miss it is in the follow through. The fortune is in the follow up. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you something that 85% of all sales happens between the sixth and the 15th contact. But 90% of people never get past the first no answer or no call. There's no competition out there for people that stay in the game. Uh, At our last sales boot camp, we had 22 people. And I said to start, how many people in this room, the first time I contacted you was more than three years ago, 18 of them. So you keep your funnel so full that you have constant business flowing, but it may not be somebody you just spoke to. Absolutely. One of the other things that I find is very effective, Joe, I'd love to get your take on this as well, is when you're when you're calling, you know, I'm calling for not for their business. I'm calling to do one of a few things, right? I'm either calling to ask for their email address or I'm calling so I could send them something or I'm calling to set up an appointment, but that appointment is not for me to close them per se. It's just it's just a time to understand and discover their needs, right? Um, so, so the no is typically, I've heard this for years, it's no, uh, I think there's an acronym, I never remember it, but no, it's no is like not, not now, it's like not right now. It's, it, it's not no forever, right? And, and the other thing that I realize also is you know, typically, depending on the size of the company you're going for, going for, you know, that no can be uh, no to that person. Maybe it's a gatekeeper or maybe it's a, a mid-level, but you can go above that person, right? You got the no anyway, so you never know, right? It, so you can always go above, you go across. There's there's other opportunities to still reach out without, to Chris's question, you're not coming across pushy because you're going to somebody else, right? Because Maybe they said no because they're just really in a bad mood, or maybe they misheard what you said. They, I think, a lot of times it's it's that it's not always no straight up no because you know whatever it, it just ha- it could be a lot of circumstances. So I don't take the no very seriously. I'm respectful, but I but I take it as a okay, not not right now. Right. Yep. Cool. Because we got some people in the comments here. We got Susan Castelli that says, follow-up means you care and want to satisfy them, make sure they are making the right decision, not switching to you, right? And then Susan Castelli says, chances are you may have improved your product or introduced another line, so reasons to follow up, right? Even if it's just talking about things you didn't talk about before. She's checking in from Ontario, Canada. She was answering in response to Chris's question, are you still happy with your present supplier as a way um, to talk about people on the follow-up? Uh, so appreciate you uh, contributing. I really want to shout out to everybody that's watching the show today. You make sales calls. Even if you don't actively sell, you got people calling you. There's ways to upsell. There's ways to sell your staff on things, right, on different ways. What are the questions that you have for your particular business? The more specific your question to the business, the more we can really be 
of value to you. So make sure you get your questions in the comments. Joe is here. Pick his brain. He is the master. Again, somebody that is really focused on the actual practical knowledge of being able to go out and sell your services and your products for your business. Uh, we had Michael Tomasello, who was uh, chiming in before. No one enjoys role playing as a form of training. I don't know if that's true. I think some people enjoy it. There's, there's a lot of improv people out there, but it usually is the most effective because the student really has to think about the scenario. And I don't think we were certainly uh, questioning that piece of it. I think one of the things that sort of amazing about now and today, and I know Steve's got some questions about how to do things in today's environment. And, and Joe, you can speak to this. You know, if we wanted to set up a sales conference 20 years ago, where people needed the ability to phone out, you would have had to set up phone lines, bring wires and cables to their hotel and set up lines. It would have been this huge cost. Now everybody could just take their cell phone out of their pocket. They can do sales calls. They can do emails. They can do follow-up all from wherever they are sitting in a conference center, meeting room, wherever. You know, the practical ability of it, even for high school students, I think, you know, we got a question a lot in our education world. People can do practical things. I was blown away when some of my kids were doing like uh, budgeting for vacation stuff. And so they were going online and really digging into the things, not theoretic, like going and how much does this vacation cost and how do I book this, right? And really getting that practical knowledge. So yeah. I think we can push beyond role play in a lot of different Well, situations. I want to I want to address that because I don't want you to think I'm slamming role play. I, <laughs> exactly. I mean, because I get accused of slamming things because I guess I do. But let me give you my perspective and maybe this can help you. When I get hired, okay, people are bringing men for quantifiable results. The problem with most sales training out there, and I'm not putting it down, but most sales training is, is trained by people not selling. And that's fine. I had to find a competitive edge. I'm an old guy. I mean, there's, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of sales trainers out there, and they're all good. I had to find a couple people nobody, nothing, nobody wanted to touch. Nobody wanted to touch the live outbound call, but here's something else. It delivered now results, which elevated our brand. It gave us an international mark, but here's something else. The, my training always pays for itself now. So some sales trainers do a great job with role play, but I'm willing to put my neck on the line and say, you know, when I come in, I'm going to get them all on the phone after full training. Then we're going to get on the phone. We're going to get real appointments. And they always doubt it. But here's what happens. The CEO comes downstairs or the people in the room are going, I'm getting real appointments. This is really happening. In business, here's another Joeism, a free coaching point. You better find something that's unique or you'll look just like everybody. My uniqueness I'm not the best this and I'm not the best that. We're not the best marketers. But when it comes to taking leads and converting them to real appointments, we believe we rank in the top because we do it for real. So when you're building your business, folks, you got to find out what makes us unique. Same thing. We have another vertical. 
We work with speakers, coaches, trainers, and consultants, not who want to speak better, but they want to make money. So we have a training that everything we do is geared to them making money. We're one of the few speaker boot camps in America that everybody speaks on the third day because we keep the class small. That sounds crazy to you, but do your homework. Everybody has to deliver what we call a standing core story, which is a value piece that you teach, but it compels potential buyers to want to sit with you after. Love it. That's great. Uh, it's really awesome. Um, so so I, I just want to kind of just go back a little bit with what, what Cameron was talking about and, and, and uh, just reiterate for some of our viewers, because not all of our viewers are sales professionals. So I want to just say this, and we do have some people that are that are out there uh, in our viewership that are in the process of looking for jobs. Right. That is another version of sales, right? Of course. You know, and and just sending a resume is, I believe, a very one-sided, very non-effective way of getting a, a job. Right. Uh, I think if you do make a phone call, wow, what a concept! Um, or, or or send an email directly to a to a potential employer or what if, what if you do a video and send them a video? There's right. other ways to go right. besides just sending a resume. So so keep don't tune us out. Don't 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 come off uh, because you know, I'm not a salesperson. It's not applicable. Don't forget this is this is this is applicable for you. Now by the way, if you if you're not married or you're not in a relationship yet, you're selling also. Just so you know. So that, well, how, there's that part of it too. You know. How about owners of companies that are leading sure. a team? The yep. same skills it takes to sell a product or service, it takes to lead a team today. It's who am I speaking to? What's in it for them? How do I explain the value of our company? How do I get them to buy in? Don't think about sales as a transactional thing. So the same skills it takes to sell your product and service, this, we teach a lot on communications. It's the same process in hiring or anything else. Absolutely. So that was a lot for me to read, Cameron. Maybe when you come on, you can help read that because that's, you know I me, mean? I'm learning to save dyslexic. So no, don't worry. So, so Ann Sullivan says, very helpful. Regarding objections, thank you. What about the yes person who says they love your product, see its value and are excited about it, but then does not move through implementation. And, and just, and I, I hear about this from insurance folks all the time, you know, anything that there's a process to buy, right? It's, you know, they, so to your question, they see the value, they're excited about it, but they're not moving through implementation with other priorities as the reason and keep saying, yes, we need to get to this, et cetera. What's your advice here, Joe? Okay. Uh, number one, you better keep a full funnel because you can't change people. And I think we fall in love with a proposal. We fall. We got to have that one client. Quite frankly, I really don't care who writes. Wait, 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 Joe. I'm going to say yes to you. Now you're going to stop calling anybody because you got a sale. No, no, buddy. Let me just tell you something. <laughs> I here's a here's a quote for you. Another Joeism. I believe in everyone. I count on no one. In fact, you don't get on Peachy's calendar if I don't have 50% non-refundable deposit. A contract means nothing to me. Now, let's go back to your question. I think you can alleviate some of that with a quality meeting. 
let's say, for example, I call Steve up and let's say Steve owns a company. And I say, Steve, this is Joe Peachy of Peachy and Peachy. Is this a good time? Yes, sir. Steve, let me tell you, they never say that. Let me just tell you, they never say that. This is what they go. <laughs> this is what they say. No, it's never a good time, but what's this all about? Okay. Well, yep. Steve, right now I'm helping company owners and sales professionals recapture lost revenue. Tell me, what does that mean? Would it be worth 20 minutes for me to show you exa exactly how you can get in front of your target market, recapture some of the lost clients, and attract new ones? I, I would take a I would take a, a meeting for 20 minutes, sure. When do you want to do this? How about tomorrow? Great. I book it. Who's, whose decision was the meeting, mine or his? It's mine. That's it. So that's why I don't get no-shows. I don't talk you into it. Mm -hmm. Yes is yes. Nothing else is yes. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Now, when we get to the meeting, I'm giving you I'm giving the secret sauce here. People fly from all over the world to get this one. Steve, when I called you, I specifically said we could help you recapture lost clients and attract new ones. Is that why we're here today? Yes, it is. I don't talk about the pictures on the wall. I don't talk about how is your family. Who gives a rip? They know it's fake and you know it's fake. Why am I going to build a false relationship? Let me ask you a question. What are three to four of your biggest challenges when it comes to client acquisition? I get into a consultative interview. After I go through my interview and I establish timelines, timeline is vital. Okay? Then I spell out my uniqueness. And I share the options. Then I say, Steve, would you like to go to a formal proposal? Yes. I'd like to see how, this, how much this is going to cost me. Anything other than yes, we're done. So when he says, I like to see how much does this cost? Outside of cost, do you want to move forward? Is that a straight? Is that, are you asking me? Yeah, that's what I would ask you. If you said it depends on the cost, outside of cost, after you vet us, after you check out people we've worked with in the past, if the price is right, would you consider moving forward with us? Yeah. So I have closed you on everything except the price. Are you ready yeah. for secret sauce? Sure. I can't believe I'm giving you guys this. Maybe it's because I'm talking to a lot of Italians today. <laughs> I send the initial proposal without a price. Look, when I was a kid, when you got to be a certain age to go buy a car, they handed you the car and they told you to take it home. When those tires hit the driveway, 90% of the time you didn't take it back. Mm -hmm. See, we put price out there. I let them fall in love with the proposal. And then I call them up and I go, Steve, can you open the attachment? Did I hit the mark? Yeah, but how much is it going to cost? I'll send you the net. But before I send you the pricing, did I hit the mark? Is there anything we need to add or delete from the proposal? Got it. Yeah. Now, then I send it with a price and I'm telling you, most of the time, price is not the true objective. 
Yeah, my my uh, my perspective on that, Joe, and I'm not saying obviously I'm not I'm not arguing with the expert. Oh no, no, that's that's fine. But um, I won't send a proposal 99.9 percent of the time. I'm always saying, hey, uh, it's too complex to just send you. So let's jump on a quick video chat for 10, 15 minutes. I'll roll you through it, uh, and then you know we'll be and and almost never do I get a no on that. Right. and I said, as soon as we're done, I'll send it to you because I know you want to have it in your hands. Exactly. So, same idea. Same idea. But and you see, you've got a process. Right. See, and, I right. think you got a pro- Your process has to work for you. Sure. And a lot of it has to do with what you're selling and who you're selling it to. Right. Okay. Right. I will tell you this. If I'm selling a $50,000 co- a training package, okay, then uh, I'm going to tell you something else. It's just another Joseph from January 1st. Till last Friday, I have closed 61 contracts all over the phone. Now, that wasn't on the first call. That might have taken me 90 days. But I use my process. I don't know if I'm answering anybody's questions. No, that's great. No, I, I like it. And I, I think one of the things that's important, because I was thinking about how it applies to me. You know, I, I offer a service-based business. We send out staff to, to uh, places. So I was thinking about a lot of the times and this is part of my sales training, when I have somebody come into the office, I try not to tell them to say price first because price without context doesn't mean a lot. No, it doesn't. So so what do they need? What do we offer? Make sure it's a match. You know, if somebody's saying we have a five hour minimum, if somebody wants staff for one hour, I'm like, you know, this probably isn't the service for, no, no, we've heard about you. We want it. We have a minimum of two, okay done right so they've already answered the question before we get to that price thing but when you start off with price it becomes transactional and people are treating you as a commodity so you don't ever want to start off there well and that's the thing about consultative sales i have to establish three things i have to establish their concerns what make what they're uncomfortable about what they want to prove then i have to establish their desired results then i have to establish a timeline if the first sales meeting that's all i get game is over eventually you're going to buy from me it may not be today yeah that's great that's awesome so I, I want to kind of there's a few questions that we have here so let's uh, some of the stuff we've kind of covered but in case there's any other perspective that we haven't really covered here. So what are uh, some effective ways to prospect and get new business today? I know we talked a lot about the phone and maybe that's, maybe that's it for you, but I'm curious. Okay. We have 17 to 20 ways. Number one is LinkedIn. We utilize LinkedIn, but I don't send out messages. I don't write stuff. My wife is ranked in the top 10 women uh, to follow LinkedIn. She's not a social media expert. She's created a way that I can mine leads and reach out to them in real time. So LinkedIn is now 91% of our prospect leads, number one. What's your, Second, what's, your, what's, your, what's your wife's first name so people can find Dawn, her online? Dawn, you need to have her on your show. She's incredible. Now, Dawn Peachy. So if you're looking for Dawn, everybody just type in Dawn Peachy. You should be able to find her on LinkedIn. Right. Also, connect with me on LinkedIn, please. Now, the second way is me outbound calls. The third way is me being a guest on other people's podcasts. Okay. Now, another way you, here's the two. Now I don't do a lot of networking. I think networking is great. I think it's powerful, except 
because of my acumen on the phone and using LinkedIn and using podcasts and using cold calls, a three-hour luncheon it does is not the best use of my time. But I will tell you, number four <laughs> is if I speak at a networking event. If I speak at a BNI, if I speak at a chamber, if I speak at an association, 100% of the time I write business. That's called market education. I would recommend everybody who's listening to this, if you're a little bit nervous about speaking in front of people, go to Toastmasters. For five bucks a week, $100 a year, you'll get polished. It is a, I think every sales professional should go to Toastmasters. Did I answer that question? You did. I know Cameron's a big Toastmaster guy. So it's a great thing. Hey, yeah. do I have any time to give away a free gift before we wrap up? Oh, absolutely. All right. Uh, everybody take out your phone. And in the text box, I want you to write the word sales edge. That's one word, sales edge. I want you to text that to 55678. That's going to take you to a peachy and peachy link. Hit the link. It'll take you to a splash page. On that splash page, number one, there's a five-course video series on recapture lost revenue through virtual selling. There's links to our podcast, Sales Edge. There's eBooks that are free, one on LinkedIn, one on sales. And there's also a link to a new business we started six months ago, sellmorevirtually.com. That is our membership platform, e-courses, interviews, and every Thursday night I'm out there doing a live coaching or training. So that's free for your audience. Joe, uh, what's that number again so we can yeah. put it on the screen? First of all, they need to put in a text message, sales edge, one word. And then te set, text it to 55678. That's great. And, any and, what, of you guys and, what, want, and what are they going to get if they do that? That'll take them to Peachy and Peachy link. That'll take them to a splash page. They're going to get a five free video course on Recapture lost revenue through virtual selling. They can have links to our podcast. They'll get ebooks, a one on LinkedIn, one on uh, sales, and then a link to our membership platform. There's a lot of free stuff on our membership platform. Our website is peachyandpeachy.com. And any of you who would like a complimentary cup of Joe, 407 947 2590. Call me. I don't bite. <laughs> That's great. I love it. So listen, Joe, you I, you know, you, you've dropped a lot of great nuggets here. So one of the things you mentioned is the remote work environment. So yeah. I'm curious your take on how you've been able to capitalize as we've shifted, right? The last 15, 16 months have been a more of a remote environment. And I'm guessing we're gonna stay a good amount of remote work environment. So how are you how are you selling now or capitalizing on the remote work environment? In, in our conversation. Before the show, we talked a little bit about that. Okay. The remote world is not going away. So when you look at, first of all, let's look at the non-sales approach to the remote work. The hardest thing companies are dealing with right now is to create a corporate culture in a remote world. I would recommend you business owners find a way to elevate your culture. You all have a culture. A lot of cultures have disappeared. Now, one of the ways you can hold things together is by having written out accountability standards and not being a micromanager, but holding people accountable. When it comes to the sales remote environment, 
Folks, the, the thing about sales is it's so quantifiable. So if you're an owner, hold your salespeople. In fact, I have a thing, and I will email it to you. You can send it out to your people. I have it. It's called the focus board. And this focus board has 12 things you should be doing every day, every week, every month. You do those things, and I don't care if you're selling virtually or face-to-face, your business will grow. That's great. I appreciate that. So now now you also touched on something. You dropped a lot of nuggets, a lot of bombs on us. That's good. So you mentioned Dawn, and maybe this is a conversation I'm bringing Dawn on the show, but she, you mentioned how she's able to use LinkedIn and I'll, I'll say to gain market share to get business. And I'm curious if you can give us a little preview on what that looks like. Yeah, right? absolutely. First of all, you have to have a profile that's all-star ranking. You have to get at least 500 connections. And please look at mine because it doesn't say great speaker. It's value propositions. The first thing on my LinkedIn profiles, recapture lost revenue. You look at, you have to have a summary page, but it needs to be client centric. It needs to be about your clients, not about you. Don't use it like a resume. The next aspect you need to learn how to use the search box. The search box is gold. Now, Dawn will have to come on to explain the ramifications but I can find anywhere, anybody. But I'm going to give you my secret sauce. And I know that there's people rolling their eyes. I take it offline as quickly as possible. I literally to the choir call everybody who looks at my LinkedIn profile. And I have closed hundreds of thousands of dollars in business because of it. So are you saying you're you're looking up their phone number on LinkedIn and you're actually calling it right, right once they look at your profile? Is that what yes. you're suggesting? Okay. Yes. That's say, like hey, it. Steve, you viewed my profile. What were you looking for? Nice. <laughs> you see, I think you think, well, what do you say? I just say what what is real. Yeah. And I go, well, actually, I would, and I go, well, let me tell you what I do. And I give them a value proposition. We either have a conversation or we don't. Right. It's good. I mean, I, I, I do something a little different. Again, this is not what you, what you do better or I do better. But but I, I do something similar. When somebody views my profile, I actually send them a message. And I say, hey, I saw that you might view my profile and, uh, you know, I'd love to add value. I'm curious, you know, it was, you know, you know, let's set up a call. I'd love to know how, how I can help you or whatever. So a sure. little lighter, not quite. And, as, and, as and look, here's the thing. Everybody, I'm older than you. I'm closer to the end zone. I don't have a lot of time. So here's what I know about business acquisition. And I please, I am not putting anybody down. But I think all this stuff when COVID hit, where 90% of people in my business model in training and coaching start giving away everything for free and said, don't sell. We need to be more compassionate. And, and we didn't do that. We kept selling because my mortgage comes due every month. But I'm going to tell you something else. Here's what people tell me. It's about time somebody's honest with me. You really think when you call somebody, they think you really care about their kids? Hmm. They know what you're doing. And so I'm just honest with people. I'm not transactional. But I basically talk to people on what's in it for them. Do they want to have a meeting? And I'm telling you, I, I had a guy from Augusta, Georgia. Lots of money, 
He was with a big time company. He retired. Then he wanted to open up his own consulting company. He looks at my LinkedIn profile. I call him up. I said, Tim, this is Joe Peachy. He goes, you got to be kidding me. I said, man, you don't kid about that. Hey, you looked at my profile. What were you looking for? He said, I've always wanted to have my own consulting company, but I've always worked for corporate America. I said, well, let me tell you what I do. I specialize in helping speakers, coaches, trainers, and consultants take their talent and intellectual property and make money with it. He goes, well, that's what I want to do. Hey, I said, it's worth 50 minutes for explain how we can help you monetize your talent. To which we went to sales meeting, to which we went to proposal. That was two years ago. I've helped him close $700,000 worth of consulting. He's been to our boot camps twice. He's on my coaching program. Who's made more money? He has. So I think one thing I will tell everybody, if what you do has value, if what you do delivers results, we need not to apologize for that. Yeah, that's great. All right, so we have a question. Hey, Joe. Uh, I went to the cup of Joe. What's the number again? Okay. She wants, wants she wants that cup of Joe, Joe. All right. Well, you call me 407-947-2590 and give me one hour because I'm on a sales meeting after this, but I will take your call. And if I'm not there, you leave your number and I'll call you back. I call 100% of the people back that call me. That's the, yeah. Say that number one more time. Yes, sir. 407-947-2590. I had a guy from New York. I love this guy. I connect with him. I call him up and he goes, Joe, do I have your permission to give somebody your number? I said, I'll tell you what, rent one of those biplanes, <laughs> put my phone number behind it and fly it around New York City about 12 times. I said, I want everybody to have my number. Absolutely. That's great. It's good stuff. Right, so, we got to, I think we got some other stuff. Uh, Susan was saying if the if the number is uh, United States only because she's in Canada. Uh, I don't know what you for the texting. She can call me. The calls will come in. Yeah. But also my LinkedIn is Joe Peachy. Connect with me on LinkedIn. She was okay. talking about the texting, the the five five six seven. Oh no, that won't work there. I'll tell you what: if you will send me in LinkedIn what you want, I will send you out some information. Thank you for that because it the texting thing does not work internationally. There you go. There, there's that answer, Susan. There, there we go. There go. Nice, very cool. All right, so so then I guess uh, yes, we start to get you know get towards the tail end of the show. Curious on your take here, Joe, and we were talking about this backstage. You know, um, and, and I think Gen Y, Gen Z, I know nobody likes to be labeled, but the younger, the folks that are in their early 20s, just kind of getting in the business marketplace. And eventually they're going to, let's be honest, they're, they're eventually starting to take over the business world, right? You know, I mean, and that was happening well before these times because guys like Steve Jobs and, and Bill Gates, they were, they were starting their companies in their early 20s. But what is your perspective on, you know, methods or techniques that could that that will be effective uh, for that generation. Is it the same? And I know I kind of know backstage we were talking about it, so I kind of know what you want to say. But I want to hear I want to hear the word. I want to have the world hear what you have to say. Okay, number one, we have to understand that what Steve said before was right. You have to have multiple pitches. You have to have multiple ways of reaching 
people. But I'm going to tell you more important than because I have people that come to my training anywhere from 18 to 80. And I mean that 18 to 80. And they all master the skills and strategy and it works for all of them. You see, to gain an unfair advantage over your competition, it's there are certain things that are principles and certain things that are practices. Have practices changed somewhat? Yeah, the flip phone turned into an iPhone, but it's still a phone. And I don't think anything will ever play, replace communication. I would tell all the younger people, I don't care if it's DISC, Myers-Briggs, Animals, become a master communicator. Learn how to listen more than you speak. Just subscribe to being a great communicator. And of your generation, you're going to separate yourself from the pack. Communication is the most effective way to effectively separate yourself from the pack. Because my kids, my daughters in their 30s, my son's late 30s, whatever you want to call them, my kids communicate really well. They got good parents. But you know what? We put them in our training. <laughs> so I would say, into it. you know, technology changes, but don't be a slave of technology. Make technology a slave of you. I got to tell a quick story, uh, Joe, and, and some of my viewers have heard this. I know Cameron's heard it. So I had a guy reach out, you know, we, we connected on LinkedIn and I'm a big, like Dawn, I'm a big believer of LinkedIn. It's great, great way to, 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 to connect with people and, and fill your funnel, your funnel and, and, and just network in general. So the guy, uh, and, and he looked like you can't tell hundred percent, but I'm guessing he was in his early twenties, just from his picture and his experience. And he was in car sales. So my, you know, my go-to pretty much message is let you know hey we're on we're on linkedin we you know it's great to connect but my feeling is if you don't know much about the person other than what's written what good is it let's have a conversation phone or, or zoom where we can learn a little, a little more about each other and you know gain value whatever for each other and his message back was oh i don't do that i only believe in uh you know messaging this way i said okay i said now you do car sales right he said yeah i said i'm in, i might be interested in buying a car he said great I said, um, so uh, are we going to message or are you going to call me about it? No, no, we can talk about it. We can speak. I said, wait a minute. I thought you said we, you only believe in messaging. So so obviously I did not get, get a car from the guy. And uh, he kind of blew credibility with me. But I know there's a tendency with the younger folks to want to want to do messaging only. And the one thing, and you, you said a mouthful there with what, what your kids, you know, how your kids have grown up. But one thing is, to, like you said, to learn how to communicate and learn how to speak and learn how to use the phone. And listen. You know, it, it worked. It worked OK when you were a teenager. OK, that's fine. You could have been next to your best friend in the same room and messaging each other on your phones. That was fine when you were, you know, still just just barely out of diapers. But now that you're an adult, it's time to put your big boy panties on and grow up and actually speak and communicate. And, and they don't say that in the South. Uh -oh. I mean, that's Northeastern talk. I love it. <laughs> you know, here's a, here's another one. You know, you read all these sales books that say, never call anybody on Monday. Never call them on Friday. Only call people between 10 and 2 on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. 
I book more appointments between 7 and noon on Monday. I close more contracts between 3.30 and 6 o'clock on Friday. Oops. You know, we have to understand something. Who Just because it's written or spoken about, it doesn't mean it's true. I promise you this. Make 20, 30, 40 phone calls with a good script every day. Do 20, 30, 40 quality meetings a month, and you'll need a real accountant. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. it. The work, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's the work. And I think that, you know, we were talking about it before. You know, I got one live one on the hook, and now everything's focused on that one. I think I see it, and and I'm sure, Steve, you see it. We got folks in our community, you can tell when, when people are kind of focused that way, they get that one sale and suddenly, all right, that's my day versus I'm going to, you know, what Joe is talking about, get that book of business, get that pipeline, work it, work it, work it. The amount of work that you put in is the amount of rest and relaxation, the team that you can build, the the infrastructure that you can build later, but you got to put in that work and get that funnel well, 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 well filled up. I love it. Absolutely. Very, very true. It's, it's great. And you know, and also Joe, you probably know this better than anyone. When you just made a sale, you're on, you're at the best point where you can, you should keep going because now you're, 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 you feel success. Your confidence is up. It's the best time to keep going. It's the worst time to just stop when you got that big sale, you know, you want to, yeah. you can do a victory dance for a minute, but then get right back to it. You know, yeah, you the leverage, right? The leverage that you can do when you got right, the yeah. things going on. Every morning I get up at three 30, I get on a stationary bike and here's what I do with my brain. Joe, you've lost all your clients. Now what? Anybody who's been in business from the CEO level to the sales level has lost a client. And if you haven't, you will. What would happen if you lost your biggest client? Would you have to start at zero? So if you think about that in the 21st century, people change their mind. You got to keep that funnel because you never want to build a business out of weakness. You want to build it out of strength. Absolutely. So we're getting close to the end of the hour. And and I I, know know the, 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 the headline on this said, you know, ways to recapture lost revenue. And I feel like we've kind of taught touched on it in different ways a little bit. But love to hear, Joe, your perspective. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it in 70 seconds. All right, great. There's eight non-negotiables. These are things you should never negotiate. The first thing is every day you should have three things in place. What is it that you want to accomplish financially, money-wise? When do you want to do it and why? Then there's two things you got to bring to the table, ambition and self-discipline. If you don't have it, you're not going to be in business long and you're not going to be in sales long. When you hire people, make sure you hire ambition and self-discipline. You can train them. So those are three non-negotiables. Above that, be a master communicator, learn communications. But here's the four things you want to do to recapture less revenue. Every day, generate three to 10 to 15 new quality leads. Every day, make 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 outbound telephone calls with the intent to book a meeting. Every single month of your life, you want to do a minimum of 20 upwards to 40 quality sales meetings with the intent to discover what their challenges are 
to start your selling process. And number four is manage your priorities. You can't manage time, but you can manage priorities. If you put that model in place, you will recapture lost revenue and you will attract new clients. Thank God this is being recorded because that you, and you, you're, you're a Northeasterner. So you, you speak fast too, but trying to write all that down wasn't possible. So I got to no, go. They, they're going to have training. to go back because what I just did right there is a half day training. Absolutely. That's <laughs> great. Uh, Cameron, I think you're on mute, sir. We have a question. Jennifer Henderson shouting us. Thank you, Steve Cameron, Joe. Great session. Uh, Anne says, what's the best and least expensive or free sales management tool to manage your pipeline and close business? You know what? I, I don't like to give information out on software because everybody has a different budget and ability. The cheapest way is whiteboards and, and legal pads because that's where I started. And to this day, we have a very robust CRM. But in my office, there's no pictures of me with Zig Ziglar. It's a war room. I have leads on one whiteboard. I have phone calls. I have sales meetings. I have proposals and I have closed contracts. I keep phone numbers on a legal pad and move them over. That's the cheapest way. Yes, we have software, but you have to look at your budget. You have to make a list on exactly what you want it to do. And then you go shopping. So I'm going to weigh in a little bit on this one. This is, this is the Steve Spiro version. Uh, and I know everyone paid paid a lot of money to, to, to listen to you, Joe. So I'm gonna, but I'm gonna give them my version of it too as well. Um, but no, you you need to connect with Joe because he is worth whatever whatever the cost is. But I will say this: for me, uh, using your iPhone or your your phone or and or your Outlook calendar right. has been invaluable. Sure. Like it's crazy, but I actually do. I have an, a, a, in my Outlook. I, I create for every contact or or um, prospect, if you will, a company that I'm I'm talking to. I have an, an Outlook calendar with all the notes in there, and I move it appropriately. Uh, and I, I add notes so when I speak to somebody, let's say today, I, I I date it with today the notes. And the advantage to that for me is number one, my phone is always with me, and when right. I when I've been out and about. You know, I, you know, I also use Salesforce and it's not bad. It's great. It's a great, great tool. The challenge with Salesforce is if I, if I get a call right on the spot, the chances of me and I'm, I'm out and about of me finding that on Salesforce in one and a half seconds, I'm done. Right. But I could go on, I could put them on speaker. I could take the name or the number. I could search right on my, on my Outlook and my, and my phone and my calendar. And I find it right there with all my notes right there. Right. It's tremendous. Now I know it's, it's, it's kind of an ad hoc system, but it's what works. But it for works for you. Yeah. So let me That's let me because we're 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 right at the top of the hour, and I want to leave people with some value. Joe, in terms of recapturing, this will be kind of the the final uh, that that we leave this with, and we'll we'll count down and crush it as we always do here. But for recapturing, what what's one way? that people can take those leads that are already in their system, already written down on the pad, where we've talked about follow-up today, what should people do? I know you're saying call them. What should they call and say today? And then, and then this right, is the so final, if I'm calling you, piece. If I'm calling you, Cameron, because one of my biggest verticals is staffing. Right? Ring, 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 ring. Answer the phone, Cameron. What's going on, Joe? 
No, you don't know who I am. This is a cold call. I got call ID, brother. What are you talking about? Go ahead. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Cameron, this is Joe Peachy and Peachy and Peachy. Is this a good time? No. Great. When would be a better time for me to call? I don't know. Okay. How about if I call you tomorrow? Sounds good. Done. Next, do it again. Ring, 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 ring. Hey, Joe. Uh, Cameron, this is Joe Peachy, Peachy, Peachy. Is this a good time? Sure. Okay. Let me tell you what I do. I specialize in helping staffing companies, all right, generate better applicants and more companies and put them together. Okay. Would it be worth 15 minutes for me to show you how to generate better leads in your target market so you can get better applicants? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what, All I do is I take what I know they need and I create a value proposition. I leverage that for a meeting. It either gets me a meeting or not. Absolutely. Love it. It's great. It's all, all in the right, script. Joe. You said it's all in the script, right? It's crafting that script, right? Yeah. That's why in our boot camp, it takes us six and a half hours to get that messaging straight. That's why we're so successful on the phone. Love it. it. All right, folks, connect with Joe. He's down there. If you're on YouTube or Facebook uh, or even Twitter, you go down to the comments or YouTube down below, Facebook and LinkedIn off to the side. You can find the link. Find Joe. He's giving you the numbers to text. I'll throw those. Uh, the phone number for him is up on the screen. Give him a call. You know he's going to get back to you the same day. That's his promise. Uh, I love it. Joe, anything you want to leave with people as we uh, check out here and we count down? No, feel free to call me. You know, I'm not going to – I don't convince people. I don't slam them. I don't – look, we'll have a conversation. Is there anything we do that can help you? It'll move somewhere. If not, we've had a great conversation. Love it. All right. Steve, count us down, brother. Well, listen, this has been great. And I know it's a little bit of a different session for us because normally we're, you know, we're talking stuff that's a little more warm and fuzzy and it's a little bit more kind of, but this is great stuff. And this, this, and honestly, I was speaking to somebody uh, that I mentor re recently and he said, listen, I'm thinking about going into sales because I know sales is one of the highest, earn, uh, you know, revenue earning careers you can have. So yeah. this is this is good stuff. So don't, don't uh, take this lightly. Go back and rewatch this again. Take notes. Make sure you reach out to Joe. But listen, regardless of that, we want to be a blessing to people in, in the world here today. So let's go out there. Let's be the light and uh, let's be an inspiration to everybody. And whether we're, we're doing sales, let's let's make sure we're, we're we're doing the best we can with integrity, with honor. We're not offending anybody. We always want to leave people off better than when we left them. Right. And, you know, and, and, and always be a, a good thing. So we're going to count down and uh, get people on their day. So, uh, you, so Joe, you're going to do this with us, right? We're going to go to one crush it. All right. So five, four, four three, three, two, two one, one crush it. it. All right, everybody, you guys know the deal. Check in. We're going to be back next week at 1 p.m. Um, Susan Castelli saying she wants to get her one last question in. Uh, Joe, do you introduce how you found the person? Say that again. Susan Castelli is asking, how do you do, do you, when you're calling them, introduce how you found the person? How I introduce. So are you. Oh, how you, you found them. Yes. I, I tell them the truth. Hey, I came across you on LinkedIn. Hey, 
John Smith recommended you. Hey, I found your card. I, I always tell the truth. See, I'm old. If I lie, I got to remember. I never lie. I never use a gimmick. I tell the truth 100% of the time. Beautiful. All right. So I'm just going to prop. Thank you so much for this, Joe. Steve, uh, I'm just going to say to you, next Monday, 1 p.m., we have the X Factor. Are you it? We'll be talking to Jason Grant and Mackenzie Bowley. Uh, Steve, I think you know the name of the other person. I can't quite uh, put it together here, but we got uh, we got Judy Haberman as well. Judy Haberman. So tune in next week. Joe, thank you so much for doing this. We have so many people to thank in the audience. Davina checking in. Monday is a holiday. Will I still be on? No, actually, next the following, we're on 19th. Sorry about oh, that. There, there, there you we're go. on the 12th, 7 12. We'll be on 7 12. July 12th. There you go. Steve's there to correct me. That's that's the team that we are, right? Susan Cassell, great video. I really enjoyed it. Thank you to Cameron, Steve, and Joe. We got our nice cup of Joe today. Thank you, Joe. I'm going to play us out with our videos. Thank you, everybody. We will see you on the 12th with the X Factor. Are you it? Take care. LinkedIn, we are going to fire up your Monday. With Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. I am Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. Over the next hour of this Master Connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively. See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready. Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro, who went from being shy and introverted to the master connector.